Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Personal Finance, the podcast. My name is Eric Ramos, your host and also graduate assistant of finance and accounting services. In this month's issue, we have staff shout outs, tailgate time, welcome Han and Joe, Kate's crib, what does Tim do, meet Brooks, here's what you missed, what special points of interest, Melissa's great media recommendations, a screaming goat, employee discounts, and Outlook conditional formatting. If this is your first time joining us, here's how it works. We're gonna go through the newsletter, starting from staff spotlights until the end, kind of breaking down what you would have been reading in the newsletter. We'll end with the staff spotlight, which will feature Ashley Cuevas, a senior financial analyst in the budget department. We'll talk with her kind of a little bit about how she got to UI Healthcare and a little bit about her life. And then we'll be done for the day. So let's get started with some staff shout outs. A big thank you to the financial reporting and control team for covering my task while I was out of office several days with a sick child. It allowed me to focus on my daughter and not on work. This is why I chose to come to UIHC for better work-life balance. If this isn't what that means, I don't know what does. I want to give a shout out to Scott Fitzpatrick for making an update to the flex reports to address how benefits flex across the different reports. This update has been very beneficial for finance and salary expense tracking. I appreciate the time you took to look at this and incorporate the change. Brandy. I want to give a huge shout out to Paige Schwenke and Joanna Droll-Madul for all the hard work and efforts on units of service. Their dedication and perseverance assured that the unit of service that went out the last two months were accurate and had updated methodologies in place. Their attention to detail and multiple reviews were still appreciated. Brandy. Thank you to Angie Slaughter and Aaron Rugg for creating a monthly report for Strata Decision Support Payment Reconciliation. There was no need to start from scratch nor seek help outside our department. They were able to modify an existing RCA report to provide the reconciliation data. Shout out to Eric Ramos on doing such an amazing job with the finance newsletter and podcast. This has made me feel more connected to our team and I'm already looking forward to the next one. I really appreciate the positive go-getter attitude. Great work, Mary Ann. Shout out to Eric Ramos for creating a podcast version of the newsletter. What a fun and creative idea. Mary Short. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the feedback and I really appreciate that you guys are liking the podcast and the newsletter. It looks like we got some birthdays coming up in October. Our October birthdays include Ryan Ludke on October 1st, Cameron Dulatti on October 4th, Mary Ann Allen on October 13th, Megan Threckheld on October 15th, and Sabrina Garrett October 16th, and Jennifer Kaffering on October 26th. If you work with these individuals in your teams or any projects, make sure you wish them a happy birthday on those days. Happy early birthday, everybody! Are you ready to rumble? Get ready for tailgate at HSSB. Jim Strike is bringing the van. We're pulling out the bag tournament and we're gonna have some fun and eat some great food. The staff engagement committee led by Mitchell McHugh and Mary Ann Allen is launching a first event, the tailgate at HSSB on Friday, October 14th from 11.30 to 1.30 p.m. You should have already received an invite from Mitchell McHugh um, in your Outlook to sign up for the potluck or to sign up for the Joe Ellen Browning Memorial Bags Tournament. Um, If you didn't get that sign-up sheet, you can also find it in the newsletter if you click on the advertising graphic in there. Um, We really hope you join us there for the tailgate and we look forward to seeing some of you on site that day. We're also welcoming some new teammates to Finance and Accounting Services this month. In September, we had Hien Do and we also had Joseph McKelvey join our team. Hien Do uses she, her, hers pronouns and this is her message. 
Hi everyone, my name is Hien Do. I was born in Vietnam in a city called Quy Nhon, which is a beach city in central Vietnam. I got my undergrad in finance and economics at Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology. After undergrad, I worked for an international bank in Vietnam for nearly two years. I decided to pursue my master's at Mercer University located in Atlanta, Georgia in business analytics. Most recently, I worked as a compliance analyst at Kroll Incorporated. I moved to Iowa last year to be with my husband and to look for a financial analyst position like the one I have now. In my free time, I enjoy cooking, drinking coffee, and eating ice cream. I look forward to meeting you all. Kendo will be a part of the financial planning and physician analytics team as a financial analyst and will work primarily to support physician compensation and analytics. She will be on site at HSSB in cubicle 2000 C12. Welcome to the team, Kendo. We also have Joseph McKelvey joining us. Joseph McKelvey has accepted the government reimbursement leadership position. Joe has over 20 years of reimbursement experience, including the past 10 years where he has been the director of reimbursement at the Einstein Healthcare Network. Einstein is a multi-hospital network with 680 acute beds across three campuses, 190 rehab beds over five campuses, and 50 psych beds. His reimbursement experience includes transplant, Medicaid-directed payment, medical education, JV structures, new hospital setup, distinct park psych unit reimbursement, and much more. Welcome to the team, Joe. Make sure you give both Hien Do and Joe a very warm welcome and shoot them a message on Teams or in through email. Do you know about conditional formatting? Donna Wong Given submitted this to me to include in the newsletter and I thought it was very interesting. Conditional formatting is a way to make Outlook messages stand out in your inbox by using color, fonts, and styles to identify messages that meet defined conditions. Users can specify certain conditions of incoming messages, such as the sender's name or email address, and the formatting will be applied automatically. Conditional formatting can be a useful tool for email inbox management. For example, since I know you love the newsletter and podcast so much, you can use conditional formatting to make my name show up in your inbox in big, bright, huge fonts and letters, which I'm sure you would love to do. So if you want to use conditional formatting, go to the newsletter and click on the advertisement or that graphic that has conditional formatting, and it'll take you straight to a document that shows you exactly how to use that. In reality, you can use it for so many other things for so much more important people than me. But definitely give it a shot if you want to kind of get some more um, email inbox management going on. In this month's segment of Whoa, No Way, Crazy Headlines from September, we have three good headlines for you. The first, a shipment of baby wipes turned out to be $11.8 million worth of cocaine. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers discovered more than 1,500 pounds of cocaine hidden in a place where you would least expect it a shipment of baby wipes. The narcotics seizure occurred last Friday at the Laredo-Columbia Solidarity International Bridge, according to the agency in a news release. The bridge, located on the U.S.-Mexico border, connects Laredo, Texas, over the Rio Grande with the Mexican state of Nuevo León. Officials say a CBP officer at the Laredo-Columbia Solidarity Bridge stopped a tractor trailer bringing in a shipment of baby wipes for a secondary inspection. Following the inspection, drug-sniffing dogs made the discovery of what CBP described as 1,935 packages of cocaine, totaling 1,532 pounds. The agency says the estimated street value of the seized cocaine totaled more than $11.8 million. 
Officers assigned to CBP cargo facilities ensure effective border security by preventing and countering the flow of suspected narcotics entering the country, said Alberto Flores, the port director of the Laredo Port of Entry in a news release. The seizure is a prime example of border security management and how it helps prevent dangerous narcotics from reaching our communities, he added. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Homeland Security investigations say special agents are investigating the seizure, according to the release. Another crazy headline in September, a tomato spill makes a major California highway a marinara mess. Some California drivers got a saucy surprise in their Monday morning commute after a truck hit the center divider on Interstate 80 between San Francisco and Sacramento, California, slathering several lanes and quickly crushed tomatoes. Sacramento's KTVU-TV news reports that the accident, which happened around 5 a.m. local time near Vacayville, caused heavy traffic but no injuries. It took several hours for State Department of Transportation workers to clear and reopen all lanes of the highway, the California Highway Patrol said. The mess teed up some food humor, at least for those not caught in the tomato traffic jam. Get the chips! Oh wait, you're already there, one internet commenter wrote, referencing the nickname for the CHP's officers. I'm pretty sure the same thing happened with Alfredo sauce also this month, but I couldn't find that one, so maybe I'll find that one next month. Our third and final headline this month is, An Ice Age Bison Was Discovered, Then Soon Eaten, Once the Foul Taste Was Smothered. In 1979, researchers unearthed the mummified body of a 55,000-year-old steppe bison in the Alaskan tundra. Shortly after, they sliced off a piece of its neck to eat. Here's the new story told in a rhyme. This is not a traditional story. Not many names or dates, so don't worry. It's also not incredibly timely, but it's about an ice age steppy bison and a man whose thought process defies me. Let's start with the creature, lived more than 55,000 years ago, was brought to his knees by a lion ancestor foe. Down went the bison on permafrost ground, which kept them from being eaten or found. Neither predator nor man disturbed the behemoth mass, as it remained encased in a protective frozen glass. Leaping forward to 1979, a team of explorers venture out to mine. Gold is what they are on the lookout for, on the spot where the bison hit the floor. With the hydraulic mining hose, they melted away some frozen sludge till someone said, whoa, stop, hey. They reported their findings to University of Alaska Fairbanks officials. Dale Guthrie led the excavation, limiting interstitials. The skeleton, the skin, the muscles, on a near impeccable condition. Guthrie named it Blue Babe, then sliced off a piece for a culinary mission. You know what we can do, he asked. Host a dinner party, and with cooking the meat, I'll be tasked. The Blue Babe next steak served eight, with veggies and spices and lots of booze they ate. Years later, writing about the taste, Guthrie said, when thawed, one could mistake. The aroma for beef, not unpleasantly earthy. But once in his mouth, his wife, Mary Lee Guthrie, told podcasters from Gimlet it was worse than beef jerky. Still, it was a great party, she fondly remembered, a dreamy symbolism of the meal that endured. It was a feast by all accounts and a true celebration, an imagining of the human experience on earth, she said with elation. I don't know why NPR decided to do that one in a rhyme, but you know, it was kind of fun to read, so I'll give it to them. That was Whoa No Way, Strange Headlines from the month of September, brought to you by NPR. You can find the link to those articles in the newsletter if you want to go ahead and read some more. 
Now it's time for DEI, who, what, why. And this time we're talking about National Hispanic Heritage Month. Each year, Americans observe National Hispanic Heritage Month from September 15th to October 15th by celebrating the histories, cultures, and contributions of American citizens whose ancestors came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central and South America. The observation started in 1968 as Hispanic Heritage Week under President Lyndon Johnson and was expanded by President Ronald Reagan in 1988 to cover a 30-day period starting on September 15th and ending on October 15th. If you want to learn more, you can go to HispanicHeritageMonth.gov. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month, everybody! Now it's time for HSSB Cribs, and this time we're going to the crib of Kate Fiala, who uses they, them, theirs pronouns. Kate is a Revenue Integrity Clinical Nurse Auditor. To view some cool pictures of their home office, go check it out on page 4 of the newsletter. In the top picture, you'll be able to see their entire work area, and in the bottom picture, you'll be able to see some of their favorite motivating decorating items. They work with insurance denials quite a bit, so every affirmation helps. Plus, they have a goat whose name is Tooth Nasher Jr., or Frank for short. The goat screams when you push down on the tree stump and Kate loves them very dearly. When we asked Kate, what is your favorite thing about working from home? They said, I love that I can control the lighting, noise, temperature, and aromas. It makes it much easier to manage and treat my migraines. That also improves slash increases my productivity. When we asked Kate, what is a fun work from home story that you would like to share? They said, in the beginning, there were a few times I got in my car and started driving to work before I said to myself, all your work stuff is at home. You work from home now. You also didn't need to get up at 5.30 a.m. Okay, I would also be very happy if I didn't have to wake up. I mean, I don't wake up at 5.30 a.m. Who am I kidding? But if I did wake up at 5.30 a.m., I would also be very happy to not have to wake up at 5.30 a.m. anymore. It's time for What the Heck Do They Do? Where we learn about a team member and what they do within their role. Today, we'll be talking about Tim Schrader, who uses he, him, they, them pronouns. Tim is a senior financial analyst and decision support in hospital analytics. This is what Tim had to say about his position. My position involves a collection of activities tied around physician analytics and reporting. All of these activities utilize external benchmarks provided by AAMC, CPSC, MGMA, and other benchmark associations. These benchmarks come in two different flavors, one related to compensation, money, and the other related to productivity, RVUs and FTEs. Organizations across the U.S. submit salary and RVU data to these organizations who then crunch the data and publish back to the numbers that, so that UAHC can measure themselves against their U.S. peers. Some of my main activities are working on physician compensation and productivity models, funds flow for clinical departments, compiling and submitting provider information to various benchmark associations, reviewing and completing faculty recruitment performance in preparation for committee approval meetings, and helping manage the monthly effort reporting system. I also participate as a team member on the Mission Effort Tracking System, METS. We just rolled out phase one of the new web-based METS system, which is replacing the legacy Excel-based CART system that we have been using for 15 plus years to track faculty effort. After ironing out any phase one bugs, we will be adding a compensation plan management model in phase two to the METS application. 
I like to think that 40% of my time can be thought of in routine, weekly, monthly, and quarterly tasks related to FTE effort, compensation, and productivity and funds flow. The other 60% is ad hoc reporting that utilizes the UIHC's data systems and team-related activities from special projects such as the new MET system. In general, with a high percent directed towards ad hoc request, the typical date analogy breaks down, causing rescheduling what you thought you would do that day to another day or even week. I have to say I have two favorite things about my current position. My favorite is the non-routine aspect of what I do. This suits my personality very well providing ample chances to be creative, solve problems, and interact with all levels of the organization. The second is the opportunity to learn. One value that I have carried and tried to live by and practice every day since hearing it is always learning. In this position, or even I believe across UAHC, there is no shortage of something new to learn. This is a great position that allows you to interact with all aspects of the clinical organization and other finance team members. It's cool to see reports you generate have a meaningful impact both to the decision making and new insights. Wow, Tim, thank you so much for giving us an inside look at what you do here at UI Healthcare. We appreciate all your efforts. Did you know that we have an employee discount program? Yeah, you heard me right. You can save money by being an employee of the University of Iowa Healthcare. Kate Dudley had shared this with me because she had reached out to HR to see if we can get a compiled list of all the discounts we get. And turns out they have a website for that, which you can find if you click on the graphic in the newsletter, which is called, do you know we have employee discount program? <laughs> Some of the employee discounts that we can get include Things stores like We Run, um, Amsterdam Printing, Red Wing Shoes in Coralville. Um, there's also different things like car rentals you can do. Um, you have T-Mobile, US Cellular, Verizon, AT&T. Um, you can get some discounts there. There's also different entertainment, concert tickets, um, different sports places, um, flowers, food and restaurants. At Buffalo Wild Wings, you get 15% off for our University of Iowa faculty and staff at the Coralville, Iowa location only. So go ahead and and check that link out to see what discounts we qualify for. Also, HR said that it never hurts to ask companies, whether they're on the list or not, if they have um, a discount for University of Iowa healthcare workers. Um, sometimes they do, and it's just not listed on the website because we can't always keep the website um, up to date just because of how fast people may take um, away or add discounts for University of Iowa healthcare employees. So it never hurts to ask, but go to the Employee Discount Program website, which you can find through the newsletter. Um, to see what we have going on right now. It never hurts to save some money, so go ahead and check it out. One downside to the podcast is that you don't get to actually see the cute doggos we have in the newsletter every month. Poor cats. But we had a cat the first newsletter, I think, and then we haven't had one since. So I think next month is definitely going to be cats, I think, or any other animal. Um, but this month on the pet show, we have Brooks, fur baby of Brenna Kirker, who is a senior financial analyst on our budget team. Um, Brooks will be celebrating his second birthday in October. He's a fun-loving Labradoodle who loves to go for ranger rides and play on the farm. He looks like such a good boy. So if you want to go ahead and see what Brooks looks like, go to page five in the newsletter to see two pics we have there of Brooks. Thank you, Brenda, for submitting some pictures of him. Thank you so much to Melissa Twait for being our contributor to this month's podcast, Books and More. Melissa had tons of great books and shows that she wanted to recommend. Um, some of these books include in a fiction genre, Orphan Master's Son by Adam Johnson, 
All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr, Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell. In the nonfiction genre, we had The Warmth of Other Suns by Isabel Wilkerson and The Worst Hard Time by Timothy Egan. Some TV show that she recommended, which she had a hard time picking, I mean, we love some good TV shows, were Succession, Better Call Saul, Reservation Dogs, and Abbott Elementary. I've been meaning to watch Abbott Elementary, so I'm glad that was on your list. I'll definitely have to bump that higher up because I really want to get started on that. Thank you so much for Melissa for recommending those books. If you want to see the covers of those books, um, you can go ahead and find those in the newsletter. I'm going to be linking the Amazon to those books also, so you can go ahead and click the graphics in the newsletter to go to the Amazon page. Thank you so much to Melissa for submitting those recommendations. Um, Melissa also was very passionate to talk about her experience with celiac disease. So I will be highlighting her next month as our staff spotlight so we can learn a little bit more about her journey with celiac and a little bit more about Melissa in general. So I'm really excited for that and I hope you're looking forward to that um, in our October spotlight. Um, but thank you so much, Melissa. And we look forward for next month. It's time for our staff spotlight. This month, we'll be highlighting Ashley Cuevas. She uses she, her, hers pronouns and a senior financial analyst within budget. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation and get to know a little bit more about Ashley. Let's get started. Okay, Ashley, can you just tell us um, what are your chosen pronouns, your current job title? Um, so my chosen pronouns are she, her. Um, and then my current position, I am a senior financial analyst um, in, on the budget team. I do budgets for the college side. Okay. So do you report to uh, Megan, right? I report to Jennifer Kafring, who oh. then reports to Marianne Allen. So. Oh, budget. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. Right. I feel like I should know that by now, but maybe I'll edit that part <laughs> out so people don't get mad at me. That's okay. <laughs> um, how'd you get to so UI Healthcare? I know I was thinking about that and I was like, is that right? So I'm like, oh, I was like, I feel like the budget, the directors might not be most happy. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How'd you get to that position? What have you done in previous positions that kind of have, have you worked for UI Healthcare for a while or what kind of position did you get for this? So I actually just last week celebrated my 10 years with the university. So um, I started out as a pharmacy technician over at IRL. Um, that was just kind of a job that came online and it sounded interesting. I had just graduated um, from college in finance. And so I just get into the university. I thought it'd be fun. So I did that for about a year and a half. And then I started underneath Marianne actually when I was first hired as a financial analyst and then um, as she moved up to a director that I um, stayed where I was and uh, moved under Jennifer. So, Okay. Well, congratulations on 10 years. Thank you. <laughs> what did you do before the university? Um, I actually went to school the first set of my college years um, to be a teacher. Okay. So I worked at a Montessori preschool for a couple of years before we moved to Iowa City. I lived in um, Waterloo, Cedar Falls area. Um, and then so when we moved here, I worked at another preschool just for a short time and realized I didn't love it. <laughs> so um, I had an in-home daycare to raise my girls for about five years and went back to school and um, got my accounting degree. Okay. Was your teaching degree kind of specialized toward pre-K, like kindergarten, K-12? Yep. It yeah. was the pre-K. I think it's actually um, pre-K through third grade was my specialty. 
I could do through sixth, but yep, it was the early childhood education. Okay. Where'd you get your education degree from? Uh, you and I. Oh, I went to you and I too. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah good college. I, <laughs> I was there for, um, I was talking to, I was talking to Chris about this last, last month. Um, yeah, I went there for two years and I got my music education. I started music ed. I did that for two years and then I realized that wasn't for me and I switched to biomedical biology. Um, and that's how I got here. But yeah, I, I realized, I think fairly quickly, I love music, but I didn't necessarily love teaching. So yeah, the, it's difficult these days. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, my, my best friend actually is a, she's secondary education for English and she's teaching English there now in Waterloo still. Um, and it's hard. She, she tells yeah. me all day, like how, how it's going and she loves it, but it's definitely hard. So yeah. Yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm sure. glad we're in finance and not teaching right now. Yeah, me too. I love my desk and doing yeah. what I'm doing, <laughs> not yeah. standing in front of a bunch of kids. <laughs> or even doing that through Zoom. I can't imagine having to teach a bunch of kindergartners through Zoom. Oh, I know. Yes. Yeah, and I had I have a junior high daughter and one in high school now, and so they were. My youngest was in elementary, and even that was difficult. And she was older. <laughs> I can't imagine with the yeah. little ones. Even me, I mean, I did Zoom when the pandemic first started, when all my classes switched to Zoom. And I was a senior in college, and so that was hard. Just yes, having to like engage through Zoom was was not it. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Um, so I graduated from Washington High School down in Washington, okay. Iowa. Um, and I currently live in Coralville. Okay. Cool. I went. I lived in Waterloo, Cedar Falls area, just to go to school, and then we. But then we moved here so so you're Iowa born and raised yeah born and raised Iowa <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do for fun in the area um a lot of what I do kind of revolves around my girls right now just yeah. um going shopping vacationing going out to eat being outside um we have a pool in our backyard so we love to do that um yeah just spending time with friends and family what are your kind of your favorite places to eat or your daughter's favorite places to eat? Uh, we love to go to uh, Red's. That's a big okay. one in our house. And we also love Mickey's, which just moved to North Liberty. So I'm super excited oh, about really? that. We used to always have to go downtown, but now it's in North Liberty. I haven't had either, though, so I'll have to check them out. Yeah, they're good. What is your favorite thing to get at Red's? Um, I like their charbroiled chicken salad. Mm. pretty delicious they have the best homemade ranch dressing <laughs> you know who has the best chicken sandwich that i tried the other day you made me think about this with the salad and the best salad actually have you been to tribute and athletic club in Coralville? no i've never heard of it so tribute they're both on like the irl strip back there okay um, athletic club actually has like some really good salad i had like i think their cob salad the other day um and it's actually so good and also i think tribute has probably the best chicken in corvo okay i'll have to try it it's pretty good it. so, so check it out it's pretty good okay we always seem to go towards the same restaurant so it'll be nice to try something different <laughs> yeah me too honestly it's good to just sometimes when you're especially yeah. when you're super hungry the last thing you want to do is go somewhere you may not like so. yeah so then you're disappointed yep <laughs> yeah i get it i get it <laughs> Um, let's see, Ashley. Um, what is something about you that most folks may not know? Um, well, when I first read that question, it actually brought up the fact that I have an education degree, that I started out in a completely different field um, and then ended up in finance. People just think it's kind of funny that 
those are two completely different things. One, you're out with everybody socializing and then finance, you're kind of at a desk by yourself. Yeah. Do you feel like you still utilize some of the things you learned in your education degree today? Or do you think it's kind of just now you're it's kind of you're still just in the finance world now? Yeah, I don't really know because I, I mean, it was all early childhood. So it was yeah. a lot of, you know, babysitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't do a whole lot of that, I guess, but in the job I have now. So <laughs> I guess that, that's kind of interesting that both you and Chris last week's spotlight, we kind of your fun fact was that you have a prior education degree experience because he, yeah. was, he was music ed and now you're, you're um, kind of early education. That's kind of interesting that some finance people have a secret education degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must be more of us than I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Who motivates you or who is your biggest inspiration, would you say? Um, I just grew up in a super good family that really motivated me to always do my best. It was just kind of a known expectation just to always push yourself, not to the point where you, you know, push yourself too much and stress yourself out. Just a positive motivation to always do your best and strive to do your best. I would have to say just my family. My my dad is always the person. I'm kind of the person that just is willing to settle with what I have. And he's always been like, no, just push yourself. You can do more than what you are currently doing. So I always try to do that. Okay. I love to hear that. What would you say is a time when you feel like, when are you most happy? So my parents actually live half of the year in Florida. So that's kind of, I call that my happy place. We vacation there a lot. Um, we can just go and get away from the busyness of life. My girls are both in sports and my oldest works. So it's just nice to get away and relax and be in a space that still feels like home. Yeah. But um, I don't have to deal with doing the dishes and I can go out to eat and sit by the beach or the pool or just relax. I actually, I read that question the first time and I was like, I think my girls would say that I'm the happiest after that first sip of coffee. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> huge coffee drinker and they know don't be around mom until she's had her coffee. So yeah. they're always like, you're the happiest when you're drinking your coffee. <laughs> I've recently gotten into coffee. I think I, 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 I don't know how I started. I think one day I was just studying at Panera and I was like, let's have a cup of coffee and hazelnut coffee, I think is my weakness. And so like I had a cup of coffee and oh, then so I feel ever since that time, like three weeks ago, I feel like I need a cup of coffee every day. Now yep. I'm scared that I may have started that like addiction unintentionally, but it's okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I feel like there could be worse addiction. So yes, <laughs> we'll stay I, agree. No, I can't do a morning without coffee. It's kind of sad. <laughs> what part of Florida is your family from? Uh, they live in Venice, so okay. it's kind of a retirement community. So yeah. it's just really, really chill and relaxed. We've done Disney a few times that we really like to do that too. It's only a couple hours away. So, um, but yeah, mostly in Venice. Sarasota is that area too. That's nice. I feel like it's more relaxed. I feel like sometimes Florida can, Florida, like you can sometimes need a vacation from Florida if you go to Disney, uh -huh. you go to Universal. <laughs> yep. So I think it's nice that you're kind yeah. of just going somewhere just to relax rather than kind of focusing on Disney or things like that. Yep. 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 Let's see. We kind of already talked about when are you happiest, when are you the most happiest. What is some advice you wish everyone would get? Or let's say like, some advice that you'd pass on to your daughters for the future. Um, I always try to tell them just don't dwell on the past. Just try to move forward, look towards the future. Um, we learn from our mistakes. We all make mistakes, um, especially now as junior high and high school 
they tend to get into a little bit of the drama and stuff. And I just keep trying to tell them, as my parents always told me, just move on from it. There's no reason to keep dwelling on it. There's always positive in the future. So, yeah, kind of going off of that, let's. This is a question we ask of kind of our individuals in another podcast. I, mean, I think it'd be an interesting question to ask. What is something that you thought you were right about, but then the future thought you were, and then the future learned you were actually wrong about? Oh, geez. Make me think. Um, kind of curveball. I know that mm-hmm. wasn't the list I sent you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Something I thought I was right about. She's going, getting my education degree. Does that count? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure there is something, but at the. We'll count the education now, degree. I, I mean, I, that's, I think that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, hard when see. you're that young and you don't really know what you want to go for and just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think you, when you go in, you think you need to pick like, the first thing that really like you think you like, because I feel like you're like, yeah. you have this pressure to make a decision. So you're like, let's just do this. Cause I think I like this. And yeah. then you spend two, you potentially go through two years or four years and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually growing up, I said I was going to be a teacher all my life. I said, I, w- I want to be a teacher. My senior year, I had an accounting class and I was like, nope. I want to do accounting. So I actually started at UNI in accounting and did not do well my first year. I was just so young. I just, the stress of responsibility and stuff. And so then, yep, went back to education and here I am back in in finance. So that's why I, I'm in the, I think, unpopular group that thinks that like that the liberal arts core is actually good in the sense that if you really focus your first one or two years on just like the LAC courses then it's like you'd get so much exposure to so many different fields that you like, uh-huh. may not know like you may not know that you your passion is in you know accounting your passion is education until you take a course or the course that really shows you that yeah um, exactly. I think that's what especially for music like you take two years of courses and you like you're only focused on that for two years that you don't get to explore um yeah so I think I think getting that exposure to like different things like you learned right away you didn't like accounting like if everyone got yep. that experience you would be able to kind of cross that off your list right away. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could choose anyone in the world to be your mentor, who would it be, dead or alive? It doesn't matter. That was a hard for me, a hard one for me too when I first read it. And I don't really have anybody specific. It's just I feel like there's so many people that we come across in our life that we can mm-hmm. learn from, good or bad. Um, just exposing yourself to a lot of different people, I feel like is the best route to go. I've worked with lots of people throughout my life that I've learned good and bad things from, and they've made me who I am today. So I just feel like not one specific person, get your, get your experiences through lots of different people. Yeah. I think that's actually a really interesting take that I guess, yeah, you're right. That different people bring different things to our lives and just learning mm-hmm. things from all those different people will kind of be more beneficial and just getting exposure to one. So yeah, I think that's a good answer. Yep. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say is kind of your motto or personal mantra that you kind of live by? I couldn't come up with anything for that one. I read that one and I just... 
I don't know. Do your best, I guess. I don't know. Nothing interesting. (laughs) I guess for that one, I guess you could kind of say about like your kind of like the advice you got from your family, I guess, or the advice you would give your daughters. Don't dwell in the past. I guess that could kind of be your, I guess that could kind of be your little personal mantra. Yep. Yep. Do your best. Don't dwell on the past. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there anything else you'd like to share with the team regarding, you know, what you do, um, what you specialize in, what you love, anything else? I don't think so. I think that's that's me. Okay. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Okay, Ashley. I think that's all I got. Do you have any questions or anything? I don't think so. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, everyone. That concludes the September issue of Let's Get Personal Finance, the podcast. If you want to know what you missed and new news or HSSB The Buzz, make sure you check out the last page, page six of the newsletter. Also, some upcoming events. A reminder, October 12th through 26th, the 2022 Employment Engagement Survey by the University of Iowa. October 10th through 31st is the University of Iowa Healthcare Employee Engagement Survey. So just know as an employee of both the University of Iowa and University of Iowa Healthcare, you will be surveyed twice. Um, so make sure you do both of those. It's really important so we can make sure how to better meet the needs of our team. Um, recruitment, help us get the word out. Let us know if you know anyone who would be interested in any of open positions here at University of Iowa Healthcare. Um, you can apply to those open positions at jobs.uiowa.edu. And again, I really do appreciate all feedback and suggestions. So if you have any suggestions for the newsletter or the podcast, please email them to me at eric-ramos at uiowa.edu. Edu. Again, that's eric-ramos, E-R-I-C hyphen R-A-M-O-S at uiowa.edu. A big shout out to Donna Juan Gibbons and Kate Dudley for letting me know about the employee discounts and conditional formatting for this newsletter. Again, I really do appreciate all your feedback and suggestions very, very much. But that wraps up the episode. Thank you guys so much and see you next time.